Hi, and welcome back to the She Invest podcast with your hosts. I am Allie Fugit. And I'm your host, Carrie Douglas. And we are She Invest. Uh, so yeah, we are jumping in today and Carrie and I thought that we would add some value to you guys uh, by some conversations we've been having with some people and honestly, some personal situations that we are actually going through right now uh, for myself and my husband uh, around foreclosures. And so hopefully what we speak about today can help educate someone um, and also possibly help prevent uh, you from going through certain situations and not knowing, uh, you know, what to do in those. So, yeah. So, uh, Carrie, you want to start us off on, um, sure. so we, I was having a conversation this morning, um, with a friend who is facing a possibility of foreclosure. And we just started talking a little bit about, um, what the mindset should look like around that. And I think it was, um, really easy for me to, um, to, to talk about this and to, you know, think about it when I'm not the one going through it. Right. Like I know that when I've been in a difficult situation like this, I'm in this like fight or flight, like a very heightened situation. And so it's sometimes harder to, you know, think clearly about those kinds of things. But, um, it, I think it is a reality for most investors. Like not every deal is going to go great. And somebody said this morning, um, to me like oh you know if i have 10 different things going on and four of them don't go well hopefully the other six pull me out of it right like sometimes that's just how things go um but we were talking about the importance of just um keeping the right headspace and not internalizing um you know and i and i think this goes back to a lot of like the mindset coaching that i've done that i think is so so important but if you visualize yourself as like the center, like the nucleus of, of a circle. And then around you, there are all these other things kind of placed where it's like, oh yes, I'm surrounded by, um, my family, my faith, my, you know, exercise, finance, blah, blah, blah. Like there's all these things going around the outside of that circle and you're at the center. And this project that might be going south is just one thing on the outside of that. Don't let it come into the center of the circle and define you. Don't let it be internalized by you and um, and don't make it your identity, I guess. And, and so we would call that like touching it lightly, I guess you could say. Um, and so uh, we were talking a little bit about that. And then, you know, I shared some of that some of that conversation at a very high level with Allie. And she said, you know, we're going through something very similar. So that's why we thought we would just talk about it today. So Allie, do you want to share a little bit about what you're going through? Yeah. So uh, again, hoping that this helps uh, some other people. And uh, for those of you watching, listening, uh, if you have comments uh, or questions about anything that we talk about, like please throw it into uh, the comments on this live stream and we'll be able to pull it up and, and talk to you guys about that and answer your questions. But uh, so yeah, currently we are actually going through something we've never been through before and not just a foreclosure, but an illegal foreclosure. And so what is illegal that? for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going through an illegal foreclosure and, um, this illegal foreclosure is when the bank or in our situation, a hard money lender, uh, actually is illegally foreclosing on us before the terms that are actually set in place by our state and I'm by sure. your contract probably that's right, right? Yes. so so they're going ahead and foreclosing when they don't even have the right to do so is exactly what i'm gathering and so like 
I think you said you found out about it because somebody like found it in the paper or something. Yeah, exactly. So we, so, so multiple times we got mail uh, in and stating that uh, they hadn't received a payment. So um, just to set, you know, what we're going through, we actually have two of the, we hold the two largest accounts with this hard money lender. And so um, in this aspect for these two different accounts that we're holding, um, we have two projects that we're going in congruence with each other. Therefore, even though they are separate projects, um, you know, the hard money lender should have treated them as such. And the payments we have documented to them were sent towards each property. Their bookkeeper put all of the payments towards only one of the property. So it oh. looks as if we defaulted, even though on the payments were sent. Project. Yes. Even though, even did. though, yes, even though payments were sent in the system to the proper property, right, account, the bookkeeper on their end did not keep it properly. Therefore, they went through and started an illegal foreclosure. Now, even though the bookkeeper did that, they are now still illegally foreclosing on us because by our state law, you have to have missed for 90 days. And I'm so sorry. Give me one. Go for it. So I, I think you can all tell she's just going through something that is so difficult. And like when you're in this situation, like you're probably in this like state of panic when you first find this out. Right. And I think now yes. you've had a little bit of time to adjust and adapt. But your, I remember you telling me that your team found out about it, like yes. your employees for your um, construction company yeah. were hearing about it. Your like the people who exactly. are, are working with you are finding out about this and it, it causes them to question your, you know, stability and did we invest or are we working for the right person? Should we be concerned? And it wasn't even your fault. It was you know, a, an error on the bookkeeper's part. So I'm really confused as mm -hmm. to why they're not going back and making that correction. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so just, just to say like, so 90 days is what Georgia policy is that you would have to have missed a payment before they can start the foreclosure process. Now by their books, we had only missed one payment because of their bookkeeper. Okay. So they went ahead and started the foreclosure process off of one mispayment, which in itself is illegal for so the state even, of Georgia. Even take out the bookkeeping error. They're still breaking the law. <laughs> yes, they're still breaking the law either way. So all we wanted initially on this was obviously, again, this is our first foreclosure process. Um, so yes, that's the initial scare, right? Oh my gosh, what do we do? Um, right. Second thing is, Yes, they published something in the paper. Our employees found out about it. They're the ones that called us and that we didn't even know that it was in the paper and they called us. So now our name and our company name is listed in the paper for a foreclosure. Additionally, um, now we have investors on both of these properties. Um, what do we do if our investors find out? And right, right. We, we don't even have the information yet. Uh, so that's scary, uh, because that's someone else's money that I'm working right. with. Right. Um, right. And, and, and like most people who are in this business and doing this, these are people that you didn't really have a full relationship with prior to an investment, right? It's someone that you had to build a rapport with and we're still building that full rapport. So they will invest with us again. 
And yeah, so so those were the three big categories I think that scared us the most. Is like, what are we gonna do? Um, is our company gonna sink because our employees may not want to work for us because now they think like this pretense has been set. They think there's something then, scary and they're like, oh, should I should I be worried about my job? Right. Exactly. I mean, we're working on a, a 40 unit hotel. And they're like, oh, like, am I gonna have a job? And like now one doesn't have to do with the other, essentially, right? But mm -hmm. employees don't see the back end of that. And so they I think just that see was your company name in the paper and they're concerned, yes. right? Exactly. And so, uh, so yeah, so like, I guess like the whole conversation I want to have today around this is, and, and there are steps that we've taken, we have legal counsel and we're moving forward with that. And, um, you know, we are just trying to get this resolved and, and ultimately, and I'll speak to it a little bit later, like there are some positives that we've had to allow to come out of this. Um, but I just want to have a conversation around what needs to, what you can do as an exit strategy in these situations, what conversations you can have with your investors, um, and what are some different ideas around making it beneficial and still um, upholding, you know, your uh, promissory note for yeah. your investors and moving forward. Because that's the biggest thing. I think that once, once it cleared, right, and we were able to like, or once the fog came over and we were able to like literally sit down and categorize it and think through it it's okay the biggest thing is our investors you can foreclose on me all day long we can get out of that um and again we have legal counsel moving forward because we do hold that main promissory note with the hard money um but it's what do we do about our investors and how do we go about that so yeah. and that was a similar conversation that i was having this morning with someone was just about like okay if if uh, it was just, you know, the individual and a hard money lender, um, okay, the foreclosure process is not ideal, but that's a strategy that people have used, you know, to just like be done and exit that particular investment and maybe that, that just goes south. But there was also a friend who had brought capital to the table as well as that hard money lender. So there's two different parties who who were involved and it's like how do i make sure that my relationship with this person isn't harmed and i think one of the really insightful pieces of information that we um you know discussed was just like don't assume what that other party is thinking right so don't assume that the other partners who brought capital to the table are going to be bothered don't assume that they won't invest with you um in the future don't assume that they're blaming you maybe maybe they blame the market um they know there's some sort of risk in investing and so instead of like guessing what they're thinking and assuming that they're going to be frustrated, maybe having a conversation and asking them like, hey, I'd like to make sure you're feeling protected through this process. Um, how are you feeling? And what can I do to help you feel better about this situation? And and not throwing, not throwing yourself, I think the term was like in front of the moving train to try to protect them when Number one, they're adults too, and they knew there was some sort of risk, but also like it's not all the fault of the individual who's running the project. Some of it may be market conditions, some of it may be a bookkeeping error in your case, right? Exactly. So, so just making sure that you don't try to over assume responsibility 
you know, for things that maybe aren't your fault because you feel bad. And also having a conversation with those individuals who brought money to the table to make sure that you're not assuming that they're really frustrated when maybe they're not, maybe they want to um, actually align with you and, and help support your, um, your frustration with the illegal foreclosure or, or whatever that might be. So contacting them and having a conversation instead of, you know, keeping it from them for fear that they'll be frustrated. Right. And, and that's exactly what we decided to do. Right. So like we decided that for us, we, we want these people to invest with us again, because in this instance, ultimately we weren't at fault. Right. Right. Um, And so we wanted to make sure that the air was clear on that, that, uh, you know, your money was still, still, and is still protected by us. And and we're going to live up, even if we have to go flip burgers, (laughs) your money is going to be protected with us. And so it was around having the conversation around that with them, like going to them, explaining the process of what has happened. Um, going through and telling them like what our new plan is. And it's like, look, we need to know if we can work out new terms with you to get your money back. Because if this company doesn't, it decides to go through with the foreclosure process, right? And we lose this property, which ultimately like, just so you guys know that when you are going through this, if you are going through it with hard money, if a home's not selling, and this happens because we're in a tough market right now. If the home's not selling, ultimately, like you need to make sure you're having the conversation with your hard money. Like, look, this doesn't benefit you at all. Because if you take it over from me, you're losing money. If you take, you know what I mean? And, And ultimately, you also need to remember that if that hard money takes that over from you, not only is it bad deal for them and they're losing money, they're, they can come after you for that money. So you need to make sure that you're continually, if you have this type of process going on, you're having conversations with your hard money lender. You're continually convincing them that this is a bad deal for you if you go through with this. Give me an extension. Can I buy an extension? What can we do to to get this thing sold? How can you help me? Do you have strategies you're willing to offer? Like, yeah. Ultimately, lenders don't want to foreclose because it's not financially advantageous to them. Exactly. It's a, it's a way to mitigate their losses and, and they know they're going to take a loss, but it might be less of a loss. Right. So the yes. goal is not for them to take over the property from your perspective or for their, from their perspective, neither one of you wants them to take over the property. So trying to negotiate something else is really important. Yes. yes. Um, so it's so weird that they would begin that process. Um, so and like when they really so, have the right to do so. <laughs> so well, ultimately with us, it was, we were, immediately because this is the first time we've ever been through it um we did i I will take a little bit of fault on this we immediately jumped to like speaking to the owner of the lending company um and was like look like you need to kind of get whatever's going on under control because we have the documentation to prove that we made all the payments properly um and that kind of ultimately just ended up backfiring on us and they now because we are showing a flaw in their system. Um, just I'm sure as everybody knows, some people don't like to be told that they have flaws. And um, in this particular hard money uh, company, they have made multiple changes in leadership and employees during the life of the loan that we've had with them, mm-hmm. which has caused a lot of confusion. And again, 
their um, systems are not operating properly, which is not my fault, but we did call them out on it. And so I will take, I will take the hit on that. However, I'm again, just trying to, that was to cover us and to cover other investors. Right. So, yeah. So they're um, mad at you for calling them out. Yes. And so they're uh, essentially, we will no longer be doing business with this company, which is terrible because we've had about almost a five year relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, unfortunate but again silver lining that comes out of this is yeah. that um we have a new exit strategy and we are going to be moving forward and and taking this as a learning experience and now everything happens for a reason we have now been through this for or are still going through legal side of it right but we're gaining all of this knowledge that i don't again like you said earlier carrie if I'm on the outside looking in on someone else's situation, I can learn all day long, mm -hmm. but it's a completely different experience if you're in it and yeah. you're, you're going through it and you're having to fight the fight yeah. and, and have the conversation. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do want to speak a little bit about, uh, what you can do upon exits and how you can. Yeah. Tell us about your, your planned next strategy. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, so one of the houses, so we can, we have two houses, um, one house is, and if you're interested on purchasing either one of them, uh, they promise they're in good standing, reach out to me. Oh, so um, wait, let's back up, let's back up. So there's two properties that you guys were flipping. Yeah. Okay. So these are not part of the, um, buy and hold portfolio that you guys were building. This was, these were two right. flips that you were happening to do. And, and I think you started these before you even found the boutique hotel, right? Like this has been a long-term mm -hmm. project. These have been working on for a while. Um, yeah. And so they're both finished being flipped and they're both on the market and you had yes. staged, par partially staged both of them. One of them was completely staged. So the first one that we started uh, is on Lake Blue Ridge, um, six acres, massive house with a pool. Um, we put it up fully furnished home for sale. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first one. Now this is the one that has been illegally foreclosed on. Okay. Okay. So that's the, the big property. So we'll call it property a for these purposes, but if you still want information, just reach out to me personally. <laughs> um, so property a is going through the illegal foreclosure. Uh, so at this point, because the relationship with the hard money lender has gone south, we are, um, making a pivot. So. Uh, if you've never heard the term, don't throw uh, good money with bad money. After bad. Um, yeah, don't throw good money after bad. Right. <laughs> don't throw good money after bad. And so um, we, we're we're moving forward from that. So we have actually now went and pulled all of the furniture from that property um, because we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so we've pulled everything and we've actually shifted it to property B. Now, property B is a little bit smaller, but it's on, again, it's on Lake Blue Ridge. It's on deep water, um, but it makes the perfect short-term rental. So what are we going to do to get out of our relationship as quick as possible with this hard money lender? We're now moving forward and we're going to refinance out um, with them, use the money, throw it back into the deal after paying um, our investor we have on this one out some money. 
um, and ultimately just short-term rent it. In our state, we have to uh, pull it off of the market. We can rent it for six months and then um, relist it. And at the six-month mark, it's considered a business, right? So we can move forward and, and present those numbers. Um, so that's our exit strategy for that. And then for the new one, our property A, um, essentially we're going to have to let it go through and, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen on that. We are still pushing to get a buyer um, for it to be purchased. And that's ultimately would be the best goal for us, for the hard money lender, for our investors. Uh, but, you know, it's it's all in whether or not they're willing to work through this relationship and understand uh, the benefits to continue to allow us to sell it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so like we're still, you, right. Still you took all the furniture out of property A, you put it into property B so that it's property B is fully furnished. You're going to start short-term renting it. And that'll be a great, that'll be really fun to see. Mm -hmm. Um, and then with property A, you're just going to kind of continue to try to find a buyer for that property, but not fully furnished anymore. And you'll, um, hopefully find a buyer before this crazy illegal foreclosure process comes to end. <laughs> Otherwise yes. you're still seeking legal counsel to try to, to end that. Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's, so that's what we're doing. So, uh, so ultimately again, like biggest lessons is when you're going through this, don't throw good money at bad. Um, do your profit and losses, um, <laughs> have the conversations around that with your investors. And again, like make sure that your personal guarantee with them is secured. Um, so we, we did, we, we were able to work out terms with them. Um, ter turns out they were very understanding when we we're honest and open with them. And um, they were like, look, like some other things that we have going on personally have gone awry. So they needed money. So um, ultimately what we did, we took our um, holdings that we had back for, you know, security purposes. And we just did them a lump sum payout to get them started. And then we've worked out a payout option monthly um, until it sells or we know what happens mm -hmm. um, with that. So, so we worked out other terms with them, which is great. And uh, we are very thankful for their flexibility and their understanding uh, again. And, and they've also told us like, we are totally willing to invest with you guys in the future because you were honest you've worked something out with us, you've let us know. Um, and obviously with the documentation we're able to prove to them, it was not our fault. Well, so, yeah, you went to them. I mean, what does that say about you, right? So if I'm an investor and I've given you money and you come to me and tell me there's a problem, I found the following options for solutions. I mean, like, that's amazing. That's, that's what yeah. you want in an investor. So it's great that they're saying exactly. we'll continue to invest with you. Exactly. And, and, um, so yeah, I think that it's great. And, uh, just leading off of that, Carrie, we do have an episode coming up at the end of the month with, with an investor herself. She's actually one of our largest investors and, um, she is the largest investor on our hotel. And, um, I can't wait to ask her those questions. Right. Yeah. Um, and so just preluding to that, you guys stay, stay tuned for that. Stay because, tuned. Yes, uh, that's going to be a great interview. I can't, I can't wait. She's just so knowledgeable on investing. But, um, but yeah, I think that I just want to share that experience with everybody and let you guys know that 
there are different exit strategies that can come from it. And there are silver linings that you can pull. So biggest silver lining in all, um, I, I will just bear it all to you guys, this thing that in the market right now, if you're not aware, anything over a million dollars is not moving. Well, guess what? Both of my properties are sitting at 1.4, 1.7, 2.4, like they're all, that. that's the range that they're in. So they're not moving guys. <laughs> um, no one wants to pay that, um, you know, a jumbo loan uh, interest rate right when now. The interest rates are high right now. Yeah. It's yeah. And so it's just too much and which is fine. You we're just looking for a particular avatar, right? So mm -hmm. again, no bad mojo towards either one of the deals. It's just, we are now looking for a specific buyer. And uh, the silver lining that's come out of this is that when it did get listed as foreclosure, people, people flocked on it. Um, <laughs> and so, but we do have to have that power struggle fight of like, it's not foreclosing, like we're still in good standing, we need real offers, um, but it has brought Buyers a lot probably of think They can get like a seal of a deal because it has the word foreclosure in it, so. Yeah, so the good thing is the property is showing and we actually have um, two very interested uh, buyers in um, both properties. So hopefully our, and y'all just send good vibes our way um, cause we're sending good vibes out to the universe and they are going to send us, a a contract next week and Woo. we're going to accept both of them. Hopefully by the time this even hits, like, yeah, <laughs> like hopefully by the time this episode hits, <laughs> we'll be under contract and no more legal counsel will be needed. Oh. So yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Thanks for being honest and, and transparent and sharing, because I think there's so much that we all can learn from that. Um, and like I was saying, it's, it's easier to learn when you're listening to it and you're not the one in it. Right. So, um, this is a great, a great lesson. So I think that's all we have for this particular episode, but if you are watching live, we're going to go live again in a few minutes with a totally different topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you have questions on the next one, um, hit us up in the Facebook group, but, uh, just if you're watching right now, the next one is going to be kind of like a live Q and A. So if you have questions, we'd love for you to comment them. It's just what, what do you want to know about investing and, and if you're getting started or if you're in it, what questions do you have? So yeah, for those who to that episode type too. things, we will see them while we're talking. So please yep. do. Yep, absolutely. Yay. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate this. Um, and we appreciate you tuning in to She Invests. Bye. Bye.